shooting guns. May I suggest that you have a gun? May I suggest you're good at using a gun? Um, now, cleaning the gun. I, I, I mean, I recommend you get somebody to clean it for you. Uh, I don't know if those exist. Can I just bring it to the like dry cleaner? I hate it, and we just cut up T-shirts and we use them, and it's just it makes a mess out of everything. Barrel Buddy is out now, and it is going to revolutionize the gun cleaning experience in a very simple and important way. It is a 3D cylinder made up of polymers that don't re- don't uh, uh, leave any kind of residual particles at all. There's no mess. It uh, cleans and takes out all of the particulates. It even it even does the uh, rifling inside. I've never seen anything like it. Barrel Buddy, get get a bag of them. They are fantastic to clean your gun with. BarrelBuddy.com. BarrelBuddy.com. America, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Earlier on the podcast today, I talked about the the ancient history that is going on between Israel and uh, the Arab world, and the history that happened back in the 1930s with the um, the Grand Mufti of Jerusalem and the poison. He was spreading and is still spreaded. Uh, it's still spreading throughout the Arab world. When Iran says, or Hamas says, or Hezbollah says, we are going to burn Israel in the uh, in the fury of the Islamic fire, or we are going to annihilate Israel. All things they said this weekend. Take them seriously. Take them literally. They don't want a Jew in the Arab world, period. And they will kill every single one they can grab. It is time to stand up and stand up for Israel. Alan Dershowitz joins us in just a second. First, let me tell you about uh, your ability to think on your feet. It's critical because at any moment, any day, something unthinkable can happen. Can you imagine? being on a religious holiday and and also on the Sabbath 
you don't have your phone, you don't use television, and people come in to your synagogue and say, something substantial is, hap- is happening right now, you gotta go home. Imagine, this is their 9-11 because they couldn't imagine that Hamas would ever do anything like this, just like we couldn't imagine Al-Qaeda flying planes into the World Trade Center. Things are coming that are not going to be easy to get through. Would you please just make sure that you have everything that your family needs through MyPatriotSupply.com. The unthinkable can happen at a moment's notice. So don't wait for the crisis to hit. Prepare today. Become self-reliant. No matter what the future holds, don't have fear. Stand up, be self-reliant at MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Alan, uh, I thought of you uh, all weekend and um, every Jew on the planet this weekend, especially those directly in the line of fire in, um, in Israel. Welcome to the program. Well, thanks. You know, it was just uh, 10 days ago or so that I had a three-hour dinner with Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, and we talked about all the threats that uh, Israel was facing, but nobody nobody could have imagined this, raping, raping Jewish women, killing Jewish babies, and Harvard Law students are supporting it. Harvard Law students are supporting it. A group of about 30 Harvard Jewish, uh, Harvard organizations uh, has supported Hamas and said this is all the blame of Israel. Women being raped is the fault of of Israel. Uh, Barack Obama hasn't said an effing word about this. Um, uh, you can imagine if if this were directed against any other minority. No, uh, the president of Harvard hasn't said a word uh, about this. The president of Yale. Uh, there's a demonstration today of Yale students. Um, City University of New York Law School. Uh, students uh, put all the blame for this on Israel. These are our future leaders. These are the people today who are being educated to become the heads of our legislative, executive, and judicial branch, the heads of the New York Times. We are a country in moral crisis when you get our future leaders defending rapists and murderers and putting the blame on innocent people who just went to a a concert. But let's remember where the real focus is. The real villain here is Iran. Iran put them up to it. We now know from Wall Street Journal reporting that there were meetings in Lebanon in which Iran gave them the green light, told them to go forward. And this will never end unless there's regime change in Iran. And the first step that should be taken is for the United States and Israel together with the fleet that is now approaching uh, the eastern uh, Mediterranean to destroy Iran's nuclear reactor. They cannot come out of this thing a winner. Iran must come out of this thing losing its most valuable weapon, the nuclear arsenal. The United States and Israel and Saudi Arabia all would like to see Iran's uh, nuclear arsenal destroyed. This is the time to do it because the world will finally understand that Iran is behind all this and that, you know, Hamas and Hezbollah are puppets, mere surrogates that just do the bidding of this horrible, horrible Nazi regime in Iran 
that will never be satisfied with the two-state solution, with the end of the occupation. They want Israel wiped, wiped off. off the map and every single Israeli Jew murdered. And if there was ever, ever proof of that, it's this horrible genocide. You so know, more people were killed uh, this weekend. More Jews were killed than during Kristallnacht. And, uh, you know, we keep forgetting that Harvard, places like Harvard, were a center of Nazi support during the 1930s. Oh, yeah. Uh, Harvard University welcomed uh, Nazis, gave them honorary degrees. Columbia uh, University uh, did the same. Same, and, and Italian fascists, too. Columbia University uh, named a, uh, an Italian center in support of, of, of Mussolini. So, you know, do not count on American academic institutions. They produce our leaders. That's a problem, not a solution. So, Alan, I, uh, I, I, I hate to say it, but I think that um, America is, you're right, we're in a moral crisis right now. How yeah. you can watch yeah. this and not be just horrified at what you saw. But I... I believe, now Stu said it would take a few days or maybe even a week or so, but I, I believe as soon as that number becomes more uh, people killed uh, in Palestine than they slaughtered in uh, Israel, I think people are going to immediately say, okay, okay, that's enough. Now you're being a bully. No, well, I, I mean, I don't know here, what yeah. the number is or how you're going to wipe this out, but Hamas... Hezbollah, Iran, those regimes have got to go. They've got to go, or you're never going to have any kind of peace. You're right, but already there are people calling for a ceasefire. I know. You know with, with almost 1,000 Israelis, maybe even more, murdered, and perhaps as many as 100 held in hostage, they're calling for a ceasefire. Uh, let them first arrange for all the hostages to be sent back, then call for a ceasefire. But don't call for a ceasefire while there are 100 uh, Israelis and some Americans and some people from other countries, Brits and other countries that are being held hostage. And these are not soldiers. These are uh, young women, babies, Holocaust survivors, people my age. Um, uh, I wish I were young enough to go to Israel and fight for them, because uh, this is an existential battle, not only for the survival of the nation state of the Jewish people, but for the survival of, of, of democratic Western Judeo-Christian values, which are which are at stake here. Uh, you know, the, the head Mullah recently said uh, Israel's first, but uh, oh, yeah. they're not the last. Uh, Christianity is being attacked all over the Middle East by uh, radical mu Muslims who will not rest until every Jew and every Christian is dead uh, or converted. Uh, so, you know, this is, this is a fight for, for the survival of everything that we believe in. And America and Israel not only must stand together, but all Americans must stand together. Barack Obama has to get up and make a statement. Yeah, he's going to lose some friends among the Hamas people. Uh, <laughs> the squad, the evil squad uh, must stand up uh, in support of American and Israeli values, but they won't. Uh, the Harvard students, the Yale students, the City University of New York. I went to that university. I went to Brooklyn College. It was a great place. It was a free school for children of immigrants. Today, it's a radical hotbed of, of progressive, woke, and even communist uh, uh, involvement. 
where everything is the fault of, and by the way, they don't care about Israel. Everything is the fault of America. We're the villains. You know, we're the big Satan, according to the students at the um, uh, the at, at the City University of New York, paid for by me and you, by taxpayer money, federal and state money. These are students and faculty and deans that are calling for the destruction of Israel. You know, the faculty at City University of New York, the faculty of the law school unanimously voted for a boycott against Israel. Um, that's the faculty of, of a major law school in New York City. I mean, we are in a crisis of, uh, of unknown dimensions, and, and we, have to, we have to fight back with all of our moral force. We have the majority, but we are silent. It's, it's the, the, the hundreds of students at these major universities that are speaking out, the thousands and tens of thousands uh, who support the United States and support Israel. Let's remember here, this was as much an attack on the United States as it was in Israel. The Israelis are the victims directly, but this was an attempt to try to destroy efforts by the United States to bring about peace between uh, the Saudis, the United States, and Israel. And so this is a direct attack on the United States. I, I will tell you, Ellen, I, I am... I am with you on everything you you say on this. Israel is our closest and our best ally, I believe. Um, the there's all kinds of biblical reasons to support uh, Israel and stand on their side. But I am so concerned that our military has been so degraded. We are out of cash. We we are we've used seven years of our missiles and sent them over to uh ukraine it'll take us seven years to be able to manufacture them and get them back online and uh, now we're now we're now six billion dollars to yeah the terrorist regime of tehran first of all there should immediately be a lawsuit brought by relatives of the victims uh of this terror particularly americans there are many americans who were who were killed and, and captured lawsuits brought to freeze the six billion dollars and use it to compensate uh the victims of the iranian hostilities there's no reason why they should be able to get one penny and secretary of state blinken who does he think he's fooling when he says oh this money isn't going to weapons it's going to to food uh, iran's a rich country they don't need our money to get them food and medicine they can afford that just divert a little bit of it away from their terrorism and toward um toward really humanitarian right. issues so not a single penny should be allowed to be unfrozen and given to uh, iran and we have to stop that uh lawsuits should be bought brought and i would be happy to cooperate in any such lawsuit uh to freeze that money and make sure not a penny of it goes to support further terrorist acts when you pay six billion dollars to release an American uh, uh, hostage, uh, what you're s simply doing is raising the price uh, for hostage taking, and there'll be more hostage taking. Uh, that's been the history. I wrote a book many years ago called Why Terrorism Works, and the answer was very simple, because we pay for it. Right. We reward it, and Iran is the winner here. They're sitting there in Tehran, and they're gloating, and they're laughing, while uh, Israelis and Palestinians Mothers and children are suffering. They don't care. Not a single Iranian has been killed uh, in this. They're the winners, and we can't allow them to be the winners. I have an article on today's uh, New York Post saying that the only answer is to hold Iran 
completely responsible for this and treat them as if they were the ones who came to that art festival and raped and murdered uh, innocent people. This is one of the reasons, though, that I haven't voted for a Democrat, uh, especially recently. The the whole Iranian uh, um, uh, bill that they passed and that Donald Trump brought back, I mean— it, 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 they've they've lost their mind on Middle East politics, in my opinion. And I, I, look, I know that you've, I you agree with you. I know I agree with you. But uh, look, I want to commend President Biden for the statement he made yesterday. It was a wholehearted, full throated statement in support, sending the Gerald Ford uh, group uh, of aircraft carrier uh, into the Middle East is a good thing. So I don't want to make this into a, um, a partisan issue. I want Americans of all political stripes to support it and marginalize the Barack Obamas who won't uh, say anything. I bet you Barack Obama will say something. I mean, his people will call him and say, look, you're being attacked. You're being criticized. He'll probably make some mealy mouth statement. But Barack Obama is one of the great villains of this piece. Um, uh, You know, he called me into the Oval Office just before his second election. And he said, Alan, you know me for a long time. You know, I was a teacher. He was student at Harvard. He said, you know, I have Israel's back. What I didn't realize is that he was painting a target on it and Mm -hmm. uh, allowing Israel to be used as the scapegoat. As he was leaving office, he gave one last uh, goodbye present to Israel. He allowed the United Nations to declare the Security Council, with the United States vote, to declare the Western Wall, the holiest place of Judaism, something that's been part of Judaism for thousands of years, to declare that legally occupied territory, uh, the Hadassah Hospital, uh, the Hebrew University, all of which he, Barack Obama, allowed to be called uh, illegally occupied territory. Shame on him. Alan, uh, best of luck. Um, so, you know, our our charity, my charity is uh, kicked know, into high gear and we're doing everything that we can. And if there's uh, anything well, there's that no better, we can help. No better. There's no better group supporting Israel today than evangelical Christians. I don't speak on behalf of Jews or on behalf of Israel. I only speak on behalf of myself, but thank you. Thank you, evangelical Christians. Thank you, Christians of every stripe and every dimension for being so supportive of of, of Israel. And uh, I hope, I know you will continue to show well, that kind of support. I, I know I took my family almost 10 years ago to uh, Auschwitz, and uh, I told my kids to read a, read up. They could pick any anybody they wanted to pick, but they had to be w- uh, one of the righteous among the nations. And I told them right. then, right. now is the time to decide who we are. And we stand right. proudly with Israel and, and the Jewish people. Thank you. Thank you. You bet. Have you fed your dog yet today? How much do you like it? And did he like it? And if he did, how much nutritional good do you think it's doing him? If it's kibble food, unfortunately, the answer is probably not all that much. Just like your body, your dog's body is extinct, is instinctively searching for things that will make him healthier and happier. The question is, since you're his owner, what can you do to make it better? The answer you're looking for is the answer I found with my dog, and that's 
Rough Greens. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black, and you sprinkle it on the dog's food. Remember, brown food is dead food. You want the greens. The folks at Rough Greens are so confident your dog's going to love it, they have a special deal for you. Just go to roughgreens, R-U-F-F, greens.com slash back, or call them at 833-GLEN-33. They're going to give you the first trial bag for free. All you pay for is shipping. So get that first bag free at 833-GLEN-33, 833-G-L-E-N-N-33, roughgreens.com slash back. 10 seconds, station ID. Here's the uh, Israeli UN ambassador, a cut 15, what he said yesterday. Economic incentives cannot change genocidal ideologies. I repeat, economic incentives cannot change genocidal ideologies. It couldn't have worked with ISIS, it couldn't have worked with Al-Qaeda, and it doesn't work with Hamas. The era of reasoning with these savages is over, over. Now is the time to obliterate Hamas's terror infrastructure, to completely erase it, so that such horrors are never committed again. It is important to hear what he just said. Genocidal tendencies. This this is not just a tendency. It is their goal, and it is their stated goal. It is in their charter. It's everywhere throughout the Middle East. And you can't look at this as anything other than Hitlerian. This is the kind of thing that was in Mein Kampf. Calling them uh, vermin and, and unworthy of living and the problem. This is exactly what Hitler did. And people in Germany at first didn't take him seriously. And you saw where that got us. These guys of Hamas, Hezbollah, and Iran are Hitlerian. There are ties directly to the the Nazis in all of these three. It is radically important for you to understand You cannot coexist with somebody who says, I'm going to wipe you and your family off the face of the earth and then take steps toward that. The Glenn Beck Program. Stu, when you put your house up for sale um, here recently... Your house is for sale, isn't it? No. Do you know do you know something that I don't know? Oh. Uh <laughs> yeah. Come see me Friday on a completely unrelated topic. I'm so anyway, I, let's say you put your house up for sale because you have to move because of a job or something. <clears throat> you want the best real estate agent you can possibly find. You want somebody who is going to exhaust themselves throughout the entire process to make sure that you get the best price. Even in this economy, it's bad to sell your house in this. Oh, well, get the best real estate agent you can find. Real estate 
agentsitrust.com. The name says it all, realestateagentsitrust.com. Is Friday? Hmm? I should come by Friday? Yeah, end of day, maybe. End, you know, end of the day? End of the day. Bring a box. Do you need help, like... Yeah, just I just I just need you to bring a box. Okay. Okay. Sure. So, and uh, we'll escort you. Oh. You know, okay. In and out. But. All right. Well, blazetv.com/glenn is where you can go to subscribe to Blaze TV. I currently have a employee membership, but do I need to get one myself? Well, Friday. reached out to uh, Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis and also some members of uh, Congress in the Senate. Hopefully they will be uh, joining us uh, this week to find out exactly what is it going to take um, to solve this. I mean, they came in and they killed all these people at a music festival. And wasn't the music festival for like, you know, a two-state solution or like, hey, let's all get together and be happy or something. Was it? Something like that. I think it was. Um, ready to retire the two-state solution thing. Pretty much ready for that one to be Yeah, gone. I don't think. I don't want to hear it about it again, ever. I'm done. You, you have to be. Need to hear another word about it. You have to be truly ignorant to believe in that. Truly ignorant. Well, you know, when they are electing as their representatives people who in their charter said the goal is to destroy israel i don't know maybe kill the jews yeah and kill the jews um maybe there isn't a a coordinated negotiated solution to that oh i could be wrong you know we have sitting side by side in our uh, museum our library uh i have a letter from chamberlain saying, hey, I just met with your Fuhrer, and he's writing to the Hitler youth. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's great and he, man of peace, and you guys are the great future of Germany. I have that sitting right next to uh, a book. Uh, it's, oh, what do you say that, five inches thick? And it has all of the plans for the invasion of Poland. The maps, the pictures of every building and bridge that has to go, the plan, the full plan, there was only a few of them made. It was for the highest of the military, the highest generals at the top of the ladder. It was done a year before Chamberlain was saying, oh, no, there's going to be peace. He didn't want Poland. But, you know, he was allowed to think that because Hitler hadn't gone in and just executed people in their homes right he hadn't gone into poland and done this how these people can have any credibility when they were going house to house execution style taking whole families moms dads children and shooting them execution style then going to the next department then going to the next department and, I mean, people don't understand. They didn't necessarily die from the missiles. Most of them right. died from the execution squads. It's closer almost to a mass shooting, in a way, than it, is. it was to a typical Hamas attack. It is. To the point of some of these terrorists were coming in, abducting people that they were going to murder. And before they murdered them, they were stealing their phones and opening up the victims' social media pages, so the victims' Instagram account, 
and then posting their own murders to their own accounts so that all of their followers, their friends, their families would see the murders on these social media feeds. This is well beyond anything that is even worth considering negotiation on. It's, we're so far past that, it's disgusting. And, you know, there are some pretty smart historians, Glenn, that will say, you know, while uh, Britain should have prepared for war, it might have been a smart initial attempt to try to figure out a way to, to smooth this over, right? They sure, certainly should have believed Hitler, but hey, try this, see what will happen. Maybe we won't have to go to world war, prepare for world war, uh, but maybe we can avoid it. I don't, uh, I don't uh, subscribe to that particular argument in that case, but still there are some people who say, okay, well, like go down every road possible. I think we have. We have. We're, yeah. we're beyond it, yeah. right? The, every road it. possible was 2005 when they elected Hamas to represent them. At that point, come on, what are we doing here? This is completely ridiculous. Here's, let me play cut 24. This is, um, this is an Israeli teen girl being paraded through the streets. It's a teenager. Well, that just pisses Allah me off Akbar. by the way, the whole Allah. By the hair, by the way, we yeah, point just out. dragging her by the by the hair. Um, it, it, person after person after person. Here's a family held hostage. They're all laying down on the what appears to be the kitchen floor. Imagine the nightmares you as a child will have for the rest of your life after this. This is, again, Kristallnacht. These are people that are only being targeted, not because they're Israelis, because they're Jews. That's why. Jews. Uh, Cut 22. This is, uh, oh, that's 22. Give me 23. Here are civilians being taken and driven away. into gaza what is going to happen to these people what is happening to these people here's the Iranian, uh, um, the uh, iranian parliament cut 27 celebrating the attack so you know what they're chanting death to israel death to america death to israel death to america I think we know where they stand. We've seen these pictures before, exactly like this. Uh, Cut 26. We've seen these Palestinians in the street celebrating the attack on Israel. This is exactly what happened on Mm 9-11. Oh, I remember it vividly. So if you think the people aren't part of this, they are. Now, they've been brainwashed or whatever, and it's taken them a lifetime to get this way. But it started long before Israel, as we pointed out earlier in uh, in today's show. A, a bit of perspective here, Glenn, too. You mentioned Kristallnacht, which was obviously something everyone's talked about for a very long time. Um, an estimated 91 Jews were killed during Kristallnacht. What, a thousand now? already mm. and the numbers are going to keep going up there's a ton in in, in in hospitals and everything else now of course they round it up 
tens of thousands of Jews in that incident, and many of them, or all of them, probably wound up dying. But that night, it was 91 is the estimate of how many people died. This is, I mean, they are saying this is the worst single day of atrocities versus the Jewish people since World War II, since the Holocaust. And they were coordinated. Mm. Cut 17. Here's Hamas practicing blowing up a border fence. How was this missed? How did they not see this happen? The fence being blown up. Um, here they are, cut 19, bulldozing a fence. They're running in to the fence. They're cutting it, but they have to move this gigantic fence. And they take a giant bulldozer, and I mean giant, and bring it in, and it just destroys that fence. Now, the first thing they did was they dropped bombs, I think with drones, on the towers where all of the security was. Hmm. I mean... How do they? This is such a massive operation. Obviously, we know Iran was involved in it in a big way. It's just amazing that they could have possibly missed all this. I mean, there's so how do they miss all the? I mean, they can basically you know monitor every communication in this area, and somehow they missed this. How did we? How did we miss nine eleven? This is the this is yeah. the this is the really scary thing is. Nobody has any credibility. And so the lies from like Hamas or Iran or even Russia or China, they will plant those doubts in our heads and it will work to the advantage because it will tear us apart. Correct me if I'm wrong here, Glenn. I don't know. I haven't maybe fully thought this out, but let me just eh, just test this on national radio real quick. 9-11 was much easier to pull off than this. You were talking about a, a time where we were not very secure at our airports. Yes. You needed 20 people to fly planes in. Yes. None of us saw it was coming. When we saw hijacking, we all thought they were going to Cuba or something, like they always did, right? This is something where they were absolutely prepared for. They had control over this. They had a border fence around it, a, a very significant one. They had troops all around that. They had seen tons of attacks coming from this region. Like, to pull this off with all of this coordination... There's no, there's no uh, privacy expectation for people in this region. Like we have, you know, a constitutional protection in theory against being monitored like this. They don't have that there. I mean, it's legitimately incredible that they were able to to do this without Israel picking it up. Well financed. Yeah, had to have been well well financed. financed. Uh, you had bulldozers, rockets, planes, paragliders. You needed all the guns and ammo and notice that they are not AK-47s anymore. They seem to be ARs. Um, you had to have the plans of the towers uh, of the towns. You had to have the holiday schedule of the defense forces. I mean, it. this was unlike, and I think this is maybe why they missed it. Because if I would have said last week they could do this, you would have laughed. Or that they were going to do. This is, again, one of those things that's unimaginable. They can't, they're not going to do that. 
They're going to take a bulldozer to the fence? Really? Uh, after the paragliders go in and scoop up all these hostages? Come on. It just sounds ridiculous, just like it sounded on September 10th that somebody could fly airplanes into the World Trade Center and that they would collapse. All right. Um, I hate to break it to you, but it's not all sunshine and lollipops, no matter, no matter what you think. Oh, yeah. Life's not really a rainbow right now. Uh, the uh, U.S. economy seems like it's doing a little better, but people like Jamie Dimon, the CEO of J.P. Morgan, warns otherwise. You need to be protected for the coming tide of economic problems. I had a bunch of stuff for the economy today. We're going to have to do it on tomorrow's program. But it is, um, I personally think that Russia and China and everybody else is doing what we did to the former Soviet Union at the, at the end of the Soviet Union. We just bankrupted them. We got them mired in war and we bankrupted them. And I think that's what's coming our way. In the midst of a storm warning, there is a beacon of stability, and that is Goldline. They have a golden opportunity. Secure your wealth with one of their current deals. Purchased one ounce, one ounce gold legal tender bar card. You're going to receive two 308 caliber, two ounce silver, silver bullets for free. I have one of these on my desk. They're fantastic. Uh, you can navigate these turbulent times. Now, tangible assets might be the lifeboat that you need. So reach out now to Goldline at 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. So here's our president over the weekend on the Hamas attack. Cut 11, please. I got up this morning, started this at 7.30, 8 o'clock, my calls. Hamas terrorists crossing in Israel, killing not only Israeli soldiers, but Israeli civilians. Okay, what's the problem with that? He started this morning. He found out about Israel about 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning. Hmm. Well... The problem with that, 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning, Washington time, uh, it started in Washington time. The actual incursion started at 7.30 or 8 o'clock Eastern time p.m. So he didn't know about it for 12 hours. Nobody well, woke him up. He didn't want to get jet lag. He didn't have to now travel he, there. Now I know, but he, but because of the time change. See, that happened at what what time? Six o'clock in the morning there. And he found out about seven o'clock in the morning here. Basically, almost told him right away in his time. <laughs> we just have to manage these a, expectations a little bit. I mean, so dangerous. So dangerous. Oh, but you know what? Let's totally, totally trust him to keep us out of World War Three in Ukraine. Because he's competent enough. Maybe... When World War Three starts, he'll know within two or three days. <laughs> It'll be great. Sir, you've been vaporized last Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we are. I, I think it is. I think it is. What a joke. I, I, do you ever get to that point? And I hate, you know, I'm a relatively patriotic guy. 
you know, I mean, I, I, I love this country. I really legitimately do. There is a lot of, of great stuff here, but at times you just get embarrassed by what's happening. It's not even sadness for me at times. It's just embarrassment. How, how on earth can we be here? We are supposed to be the global superpower and we have this dolt in front of the country trying to mumble his way through a statement about the most important issues in our world, the, the difference between our life and our death, our allies' lives, their deaths. This guy's managing this. It is embarrassing. If you put every single person on earth on a line from most qualified to least qualified, he'd be way on the least qualified side. <laughs> like, there's some guy driving a FedEx truck who's like, oh, I totally nailed this. And he'd be way better than Joe Biden. At least he wouldn't be selling the country out. At least he'd care. It doesn't seem like that even exists at all. And he'd get it done by 10 a.m. <laughs> so, next day, well, next day service. Yeah. Be, so that's. I mean, we could we could we ship, have that. We could ship FedEx packages faster from yeah. Israel than the than the information actually gets to the president these days. How is that possible? And how did our intel not hear anything? Yeah. I mean, or, that's. And the amount of conspiracy theories that are to come out of this are going to be uh, just irritating. But I mean, it, it, you know, it is. Uh, it's a really big question mark as to, you know, it's like you got to fight this war first. You got to just, this has got to be over. You got to figure a way to get this over if you're Israel. But after that, there needs to be an accounting of how this occurred. Oh, you're right, just like we did in Afghanistan. I'm not saying we did it. I'm saying there COVID, should be. Or after the COVID funds were stolen. Oh, okay. Or after uh, the IRS. <laughs> was told to back off of hunter biden mm. or or after we find out about the social media being told the glenn back program